every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today I'm joined by Nicole Swartz, and Nicole is the founder of Sprout Law and Celestine Social, and she's an attorney for women business owners. She helps women start and grow their business with formation, contracts, trademarks, copyrights, and funding. She's also the host of the Cash is Queen podcast. And Nicole joins us today to share a lesson that she's learned about knowing our worth beyond how productive we are in both our career and our personal life. The growth that came from honestly, this realization and the joy that she's found as a result. Nicole's reflection and vulnerability will not only leave you feeling inspired, but remind you that we are so much more than the businesses that we build or the promotions that we do or don't receive or how successful we might appear on the outside. What really matters is who we are and not what we achieve. To learn more about Nicole, this week's new episode in our series, Lessons In, head on over to the website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. This week's episode feels so timely, especially as so many of us continue to be in quarantine, experiencing the pandemic and this sense of productivity and how productive you should or shouldn't be is on everybody's mind. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's new episode, Lessons in Knowing Our Worth Beyond Productivity with Nicole Swartz. So today we're talking about knowing your worth beyond how productive you are. And I think this has been one of the toughest lessons for me to learn because for so long I measured my success and who I am really based upon anything external. So the grades I got, if I got a promotion, if I got into a school, like all the things, you know, like outside of yourself. And so I'd love to start off by asking, you know, what has your journey been like really recognizing your own self-worth beyond this level of, you know, productivity? I related to what you were saying so, so hard. Um, it's been a real struggle for me. Yeah. It's something that I've only just like started the process. Like I don't even feel like I'm a hundred percent there, but I feel like I've started the process and I feel like that's like the biggest step. So it's, it's always been a struggle for me too. Like we're, we're both attorneys. So we both have like that 
I don't know, mentality or like there's, mm-hmm. oh, there's always like this external validation that I feel like that is really prevalent. Like that level of external validation, like validating who you are as a person based upon like what you achieve. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like that, I, I feel like everybody in law school like kind of grew up that way where it was all like, you know, we were the best in our schools and it was like, we would, you know, take that home to like our parents and be like, love me, here my great. <laughs> and then I feel like we, we go to law school and it's like a super competitive environment and it really just, like, for me, like, it made that, like, need for validation, like, so much stronger. Where I was, like, now I need, like, all of these people to think I'm impressive. And mm-hmm. um, and it's, like, very much this competition in law school of, like, the grades that you get and where you're, where you're interning at and, you know, like, where you're going to work afterwards. And it's just, like, it really feeds on that to the point where it's, like, it's just, like, this really weird thing where people are bragging about, like, how much they're working. Like, it'd be, like, oh, I work. 20 hours yesterday mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. I worked 24 hours it was, it was like you were praised for not ever taking care of yourself and it was just about like how productive you were and so I really fell into that mentality for like a long time and then it was only after like law school and I was really able to see like mostly through through the help of my therapist like able to see like my my relationship and see like how this like pressure to work all the time and like to to be productive and have that be like the only thing about me, um, how that like really affected my relationships just in terms of like not being able to spend time with people or, you know, like not messaging my friends because I was like, Oh, I just, you know, work is the only thing I care about being productive is the only thing I care about to like how much that actually did stress me out and how much I was like putting that on other people in my life. Mm-hmm. So really it was like shifting that to see like sort of like going beyond myself, like zooming out and being like, oh, this is like making everything in my life suck. Like all of my relationships, which are the things that I actually really care about. Um, and I really had to like shift the focus. And once I shifted it like that, it was like kind of a no brainer to, to make this a priority and to like yeah. make this, to make being productive, like less important in my life. Yeah. What you said is so relevant for me in my life too. It's like, it's twofold. It's like when someone says like, Hey, how are you? And like, Oh, I'm super busy. You know, like you define yourself by if you're busy or not. And then you feel this pressure sort of in turn, like you shared to be productive all the time. I had to teach myself that being productive is not just working. It's not just creating. It's also resting. So being productive today might mean I spend six hours on the couch. So I had to like change for myself what that even meant or what that even looked like, like what that looks like for me. How were you able to shift the focus like you shared from focusing solely on how productive you are to, okay, what really matters to you, which is your relationships and how you feel on any given day. How were you able to shift the focus for yourself? I mean, I think it was like a lot of like humility and honesty with myself because it was something that I really didn't want to do and that I resisted for like a long time. Um, and then I remember talking with my therapist and she was like, well, I think that like, it's having a bigger impact on your relationships than you think. Mm. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. And she's like, well, why don't you ask that? And I was like, oh, okay. Great question. So I was like, Hey, let's just sit down and chat about this. Like, how is it going? And the feedback I got like from my, my friends and my significant other was like, you know, I just feel like you're not that present in our relationship. Like, I just feel like there's like, your focus is not on relationships it's mm-hmm. on productivity it's on work it's on like the next thing and really it was just like having those last conversations that was like oh okay that was not that was like I just didn't realize it mm-hmm. so I think like kind of being which is like a hard thing to do because you don't ever want to oh, yeah. you know feel like you're like failing somebody or like 
anything like that. So I think it was just like being open to having those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Often our relationships, whether that be with family or friends or romantic, whatever it might be, they're often, I've, I've found that they're my greatest mirrors of where I am in my life. And so if I'm out to dinner with friends and I'm on my phone the whole time, it's like such a check for me, but I don't realize that I don't really realize I'm doing it until my friend picks up her phone and she's on her phone the entire time we're at dinner. So it's like that mirror because if the behavior bothers bothers you, there's sometimes like an element of your own behavior that's being mirrored or reflected in that moment. How did you decide to change the behaviors that for you that weren't working around productivity or the pressure that you were putting on yourself? Did you like clean slate it like, okay, I'm going to, you know, change X, Y, and Z, or did you find it happened sort of gradually over time? This is like a really, this is like the hardest thing. Cause I mean, like it's one thing to say, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change my whole, like, mm-hmm. behavior. And then it's another thing, like, when you have that stress of, like, well, I'm used to working all the time. And now, like, I'm not working all the time. So now, like, I'm a failure. Like, so it was, like, it, there was, like, a lot of internal stress there about, like, I was putting this pressure on myself. So, like, sort of two things. I think the first thing was, like, really just making small conscious efforts dr- throughout the day. So even if it was, like, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes. And in the morning and like get a cup of tea and like just have like a nice morning and like meditate. And like in my brain, I'm going like, that's 20 minutes. Like you could be working here in this 20 minutes. Like, what are you doing? Um, And that was like sort of the mentality that I had was like, this is a waste of time. Like you could be being productive right now. Yes. And it, but it was just like, okay, I'm just going to put the, and I would set alarms on my phone. Like this is the time when you do this. And this is the time in the afternoon when you just like take a breath. And even if it was like 20 minutes, it was funny because I was at a, um, a law conference. Like a, it was maybe like a, a year after I had sort of put these practices into place and there was a session on meditation. And I was like, oh, I want to go to that. So, was, you know, sitting there and the, the instructor was like, okay, so you just want to take like 20 minutes to meditate. And every, all the lawyers in the room were like, furious. They're like, I don't have 20 <laughs> minutes. And I was just like, oh my God, this is me a year ago. And yeah. I'm so glad that I'm not there right now. What you just shared is so um, interesting and so relatable because I remember the first time I sat down to meditate and it was for seven minutes. And I thought in those seven minutes, all the different things I could be doing or I felt like I should be doing. But the truth is, is like, you've got to carve out that time for yourself, that element of sort of like self-care or just finding ways, I think too, to just like recharge your battery separate from work is really important and changing the way you feel about that time. It's, it's totally easier said than done, but I think it's an ongoing practice like you shared. So you kind of got to chip away at it and keep putting yourself in those situations or in those moments where you have to take care of yourself or you're choosing to take care of yourself or take the time or spend your time a little bit differently. And then your mindset changes around it too. Yeah, I think that's 100% right. Like because in the beginning, it was like, it was, I was like, I wasn't choosing to do it. Like I was like, this isn't fun for me. I hate mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, okay, I know that. I know that I need to like do it. So it was like, even though I didn't want to, I would just like set those alarms. I would put, the, I would put it on my, you know, on my planner and just like do it, even though I, it was not like my favorite thing to do, even though like it right. gave me more anxiety to actually do it. But it was like, the more that I did, the easier it got, the more fun that it got. And then I realized like how much that actually impacted my, my mood, my relationships, like all of that kind of stuff, like got exponentially easier mm-hmm. as as I sort of just did it more. Yeah, I've I've definitely found that too. It's interesting because 
you know, you and I are both lawyers, like you shared. So I almost feel like some of this is ingrained in us from school, from experiences. But I think this is almost universal where we measure who we are, if we're a good person, um, you know, if we have value, um, you know, if we feel like we deserve X, Y, and Z, you know, that level of self-worth, I think, is is like we've shared throughout this whole conversation, really tied to that element of, of how productive you are, what you produce, what you create, your level of output in that way. And it took me, honestly, it took me years um, before I was really able to shift that for myself and really know my own inherent value and my own self-worth separate from those things. Today, for you, how do you measure your own self-worth? Where does it come from? Is it purely internal at this point? Or do you find like it's something you're still working on too? Yeah, I think it's something I'm still working on. Like it's definitely something that I'm better at and now I can see other things beyond productivity. You know, I think it's about, like, I measure it in how I am treating other people and how I'm treating people like that I'm in a relationship with and also people that um, that I don't even know, like, you know, strangers, like how much I'm helping other people. I think that I get a lot of um, my self-worth from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the interesting thing about it is, like, I'm, I'm still just trying to discover all those different ways. And I don't feel like... I don't feel like I've even scratched the surface of all the mm-hmm. different ways that I can sort of like appreciate or, or know myself beyond productivity because that's just been like the main thing in my life for so long that mm-hmm. now all these other doors are opening where I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm actually like, I'm, you know, I'm good at this. I'm, I can do this. Like that are things that are not um, productive. So it's been like a really interesting journey. And as you were saying, I think it's something that like everybody can relate to because no matter what like job or career you have, like there's, there's always this measure to be like productive, especially in our society. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just super relevant. Yeah, I think so too. What has surprised you the most about this journey with self-worth and, and detaching it from this level of, of how productive you are? I think the fact that it can be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first started, it it gave me so much anxiety um, to not be productive. Like it was when somebody was like, Hey, let's just go out to dinner right now. I would just be like, that's like two hours or like that's like an hour that I could be being productive. (laughs) And so I wasn't like allowing myself to enjoy it. And it would end up giving me more anxiety and I would get like frustrated. And and once I started doing it more and getting more comfortable with it, it started to actually be way more fun than being productive Mm because having fun ends up being way more fun than being productive. Like who knew? So that's been the most surprising thing. And, and the best thing about it is like, it's actually once you practice it and get in that habit, but it's actually really nice. I think so too. I love what you shared that it's actually been more fun than you anticipated or what you expected. I think because in some ways when you're so used to tying who you are to how much you're working, you're depriving yourself of so many experiences and relationships and opportunities because you're not viewing them through the lens of, oh, this is going to help me in some way. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not viewing those opportunities as like um, helpful or beneficial towards your path of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. But when you sort of detach it, you realize, wow, this is actually really fun. I'm learning something new. I'm hanging out with new people. Like the, the, the doors open up for you, I think, in a totally different way. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of refreshing to have an experience where you're like, okay, this is not productive at all. 
and there's no way that I'm going to like produce anything or make any money from it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's something that's like kind of freeing about that. So freeing for sure. And this brings up something that I just thought about, which is this element of fun and feeling more free and expansive. I think it's really tied to joy. And when we allow ourselves to feel, to feel that freeing feeling, there's more joy in our lives. Have you had that experience for yourself too, where your level of joy changed as you sort of stopped thinking and viewing things as, you know, work or making money or being productive. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. It's like, like I was saying about like going out to dinner. It's like, that's something that I wasn't when productivity was like the number one thing on my list. And like the only thing on my list like that, like I found no joy mm-hmm. in doing that. And I found no joy in my relationships because they were all things that just took time away from being productive for me. Like it was like really intense. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and now that like that has shifted and like, I think it's always going to be a, like a struggle for me of like productivity is always trying to creep back in there. And I just always have to like kind of push it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've like gotten used to it a little bit more, it definitely like has brought so much more joy into my life because now just things like going to dinner, like just these smaller things um, are actually so much fun. I, I, so, you know, even just going to dinner can be like a joyous experience mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I agree. And I think right now we're in a really unique time period. There's been this sort of like collective moment of pause and realizing that, you know, at the end of the day, whether you work or you don't, or you spend X amount of hours in front of the computer or you don't, you're still you and you're still who you are at your core. And I think that's really worth remembering right now and learning to value yourself and know your self-worth. I think it's a journey and it constantly evolves as we're evolving. And so I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been so long overdue anyway. Where can everyone find you, Nicole, and connect and and learn more? You can find me on Instagram. I'm at SproutLaw or you can find me at SproutLaw.com. Perfect. Everything will go in the show notes so everyone can find you. It'll be super easy. And thank you so much again. This is like the most timely conversation that we could have. So I'm super excited to share it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 